This Rhythms podcast is brought to you by Love Police Tours, touring Wilco in March 2024. You can find full details of the tour, dates and tickets available at lovepolice.com.au forward slash tours. Welcome to the Rhythms podcast. I'm the editor, Brian Wise. Well, Wilco will be touring Australia for the first time in 11 years in March not quite hot on the heels of their latest acclaimed album, Cousin. And I had a chance to catch up with Jeff Tweedy before Christmas to talk about the tour and also about his latest book, his third. It's titled World Within a Song, Music That Changed My Life and Life That Changed My Music. We'll talk to Jeff Tweedy in a moment, but first an excerpt from one of the songs on the album, Cousin. This is 10 Dead. Jeff, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. It has been a while since you've been to Australia, isn't it? 10 years. Yeah. So what's taken so long? I know obviously there's been COVID. I mm-hmm. guess the whole logistics of the thing and you are busy touring the States and other parts of the world and you've got a whole lot of activities on your hand. I guess that sort of comes into play, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just, um, you know, it's just kind of hard to believe that it's been 10 years, but yeah, it's just usually the, just the logistics of the whole thing. It's a, we're, it's, it's um, far away and it's hard for us to, it's hard for us to get to Europe actually. So, you know, <laughs> we do our best, but, um, but we're, it's definitely feels overdue. We're, we're looking forward to it. Seeing that cabinet in the back with the Topo Chico on it, in it. Yeah. Reminds me of the last time I saw you, which was in, Marfa, Texas, at the Trans-Picos Festival. Oh, wow. All right. Because <laughs> they gave away to- Topo Chico for free at the festival. Oh, nice. Yeah. They gave us that that uh, refrigerator. But it was great to see the band there. It was a fantastic set with a full moon in the background and everything. It was great. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Marfa. It's a, it's a cool place. I think you played for about two and a half hours, if I remember correctly. It was a really long set. Uh, probably just felt that long. <laughs> Speaking of festivals, you've got the Sky Blue Sky Festival coming up this weekend in Mexico. That's right. Can you tell us about that? Because that sounds like a, a the sort of festival that, that I'd love to go to. Uh, yeah, I, it's a it's a kind of a lug, uh, luxurious thing to get to to organize a festival uh, on a beach in Mexico in the middle of the winter for us. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, we've done it a couple of times already, and and uh, it's always it's always a, a great uh, uh, know, great time. We have uh, Lucinda Williams playing with us this time, and uh, Kevin Morby, and uh, just a whole bunch of a whole bunch of great people. And you know, it's a it's a little bit different than our our festival that we 
do during the summer every other year. Um, that's a little bit bigger lineup and and more of a festival festival. This is kind of like, I don't know, this always feels like a like a treat or something. <laughs> it, it must be nice to organize your own festival, choose your own lineup, although, you know, Wilco's the headline act doing three shows. And, uh, of course, Kate LeBon is playing there as well. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a we have an in with her. <laughs> I guess Pat will be playing with the Autumn Defense. Is that I, I would assume? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pat and John. Yeah. So it's it's a terrific little boutique thing to do. It must be uh, quite relaxing. Um, well, aside from Maybe. the the playing, like you know, sixty or seventy new songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> apart from that. Apart from that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, uh, well, congratulations on the latest album, Cousin. But what was it like handing over the production reins to Kate? Oh, it was great. I mean, we weren't really looking for an outside producer. We've done a lot of, made a lot of records over the years. And we've, you know, really haven't fully handed over the reins since, uh, I don't know, A Ghost is Born, probably, you know, so it was more about getting to be friends with Kate and and really getting to observe how she used our studio. She recorded some stuff up here uh, at our studio, and I love I love that she was using the same tools and getting a different like sound and and you know hearing different things in the way our tools worked. So I thought it would be really fun to have her sensibilities around and. Um, wasn't like we were looking for a producer and then we thought of Kate. It was like we thought of Kate and then thought, well, maybe she'd like to be a part of uh, putting a, putting this next record together. And she was she was up for it. So it was great. What tools are you talking about? Is it the, the <laughs> tell just us about all, the tools? All of the tools. I mean, you know, our just our, our, our recording council, our recording studio. Um, it's just, you know, it's our home environment and. And, um, you know, a lot of people from outside come and use it and and they make things that sound, um, you know, similar to what I would picture coming out of the studio. When Kate used it, it sounded like uh, it sounded like she had found a different studio inside of our studio. You know, was it the fact that she'd recorded a Wilco song previously that sort of thought made you think that she'd be good to do this? Well, that was she recorded that song here, and that right. was part of the yeah. That was definitely part of the thinking. Is like she uh, not only found a completely new arrangement for a song that I I was really I, I admired um, her imagination in that regard, but yeah, but the that the sound of the studio was was unique, and and uh, uh, I don't know. I just just really highlighted how much she understands about how she's putting things together. She does get a great sound, mm -hmm. but it's hard to explain how it's slightly different to the the other Wil the normal Wilco sound, if I can use the word normal. It's it, it's it's quite warm, isn't it? But uh, I don't know if that's a, an adequate description of the sound. Um, yeah, I don't really know if I know how to. I mean, it does sound like a Wilco record. There's there's uh there's kind of no getting around that. If uh, my voice is going to be at the center of a mix as part of it, you know, but there's also something about what Wilco does that just seems kind of indelible. Uh, but it does. But, but it also sounds like something. Uh, sounds like none of the other records we've made. So that's kind of 
that's the ideal is like, you know, for us to keep our identity, but hopefully find a new light to, to make the make what we do visible. You're obviously not a control freak, then if you're these these days, anyway, if you're prepared to hand over production, the production reins. No, I think that um, the that's the fun of it is like, I don't know, the, there's, I like discovering some something different in what I do. And uh, I like, I like looking at creativity as an act of discovery. So, you know, having a new person to explore with was really, really exciting. likened Wilco to Tom Waits in a way that you could really make a conventional record if you wanted to but you've taken a you take a different direction I mean you could I'm sure you could write a really great conventional pop song or rock <laughs> song but you choose not to I don't know about that I, I think, think so <laughs> these are these are my ideas of conventional yeah. pop songs <laughs> I mean, I definitely, I told Warner Brothers that long time ago and they said, this, this doesn't sound like, this is too weird. I'm like, we need to hear it. We need a single. I'm like, those are, those are singles. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I mean, you take a different direction with the music where you could take a rather conventional direction. I mean, the instrumentation on Wilco albums and the things that you put in the background that are working in the background are different to what someone else might do more conventionally yeah. yeah i guess that's that all works to make us an unpopular pop band <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know i mean i i i like um i like pop music i like mainstream pop music and there's no desire to not do that it's not contrarian it's just um you know definitely following some path that leads to uh, wanting to listen to what we do. You know, I like, I want to make things that feel surprising to me that meet, meet some of my expectations and also change some of my expectations, it gives me new expectations of what I want from a pop song. And, and uh, that that's rewarding to, to do that, finish it and put it on the stereo in your car and feel like uh, you enjoy listening to it. And, 
at the end of the day, I kind of don't think I'm that unique or that weird compared to other people. So maybe somebody else would, would enjoy it. Um, but yeah, as far as like trying to picture what everybody would like and making that, <laughs> uh, that's never been part of my process. Well, well so much of uh, contemporary music sounds the same these days, doesn't it? Um, I don't know. There's so much contemporary music. There is. so much music being put out all the time. I can't really think of um, what it all sounds like uh, at once. You know, I, I think there's a lot of, I don't know, every different period I've ever lived through and certainly every period I've studied of the past, um, you can find great music, you know, being made. And, and I think that the, that's true of today also. question uh can we talk about briefly about the new book world within a song music that changed my life and life that changed my music which i'm enjoying immensely you wrote that you could have easily chosen a thousand other songs and these are the ones that just came to you first and you write about songs that uh can mean different things to different people which i think is a really great observation and you, you create you, you talk about creating connection through music being your life's work, which I think is a really great summary of what you do. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I I could have picked 50 different songs and I think I would have written a, a very similar book. The stories would be different, but hopefully the overall the overall message of the, the book or the overall premise of the book would stay the same. And that I just wanted to highlight how how rich songs are when they're woven into our lives and how you can think about them in this, this way that feels very, very personal. And, and, and at the same time, it's very universal that people have songs that, that, that end up um, defining them or like, you know, it's like, or the fact that you could play someone else's song by someone, you know, that you didn't write the song, you didn't record it. You could play a lot of people have this experience 
and know what it feels like to feel like that's very vulnerable to say, if you want to know how I'm feeling right now, listen to this song by somebody else. And we've all done that. We've all felt that, uh, that the song could speak for us better than we could speak for ourselves. And I think that that's really unique in art and a, and a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, and I just think it's, that's the whole premise of the book is that that we could all write this book pretty easily, probably uh, just thinking about the songs in our own lives that that feel intimate to us. Um, it's a very eclectic selection. You know, you go from four minutes, 33 seconds to little Johnny Jewel to happy birthday. Um, and so there's songs that have evoked a response with you. And I've been trying to find an Australian connection. I found one. The, yeah. Leo, the Leo Sayer song, Long Tall Glasses, because Leo lives in Australia now. Oh, he does? Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, I've, I've heard that um, he's read that chapter, and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but he seems to want to have a, have a word with me. I think uh, <laughs> you, maybe you can get him up as a guest in uh, one of the shows you, you're doing here. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Right. He wrote. He's written a lot of really great songs. He uh, he wrote the first uh, the first Roger Daltrey solo album. I think most of those songs are his. I think. Great. I better I better let you go. Thanks very much, Jeff. Looking forward to seeing you here. Congratulations. Right, Congratulations on the book. It's great. Thank you. Thank, Bye. Thank you. Bye. Nice talking to you. Bye. Bye. from the album Cousin and the song Meant to Be and our special guest in this Rhythms podcast has been Jeff Tweedy. Excerpts from the other songs on the album included Soldier Child, Evicted and Ten Dead. Thanks very much for listening to this Rhythms podcast brought to you by Love Police Touring. You can find all the details of the Wilco Tour at lovepolice.com.au. You can also find out about Rhythms magazine by going to rhythms.com.au. Please join me next week for another Rhythms podcast.